Hello, I am Kargi, host of Text to Task Simplifying Education. My belief is that every day we have the opportunity to be inspired, to grow, serve and be role models. Thank you for joining me today. Please share the show. While sharing, tag me on Instagram so that I can say hi to you. For daily updates and inspiration, follow me on Instagram at millennial underscore teaching learning. Today, we'll visit a school in Malawi, Africa. Malawi, a country located in sub-Saharan East Africa, is one of the developing countries in the world. With a greater government commitment to promoting education and gender equality, living conditions in Malawi are expected to improve significantly in coming years. To learn more about this educational initiative, I'm delighted to interview my wonderful colleague from Malawi, Ms. Agape Muziapole. Agape is the head teacher at Timbongondo Community Day Secondary School at Mizamba under Northern Education Division in Malawi. She is a Pulbright Scholar and holds a teaching certification from Chancellor College. Many thanks to you, Agape, for sharing your experiences with us and for the opportunity to learn from you. Let's get started. Welcome, Agape. Thank you. Um, the first thing which I want to ask you is that what influenced your decision to pursue a career in teaching and education? Well, thank you very much for this opportunity that I can share much about my teaching profession career. Uh, let me be honest, first of all, to say I never thought that I would become a teacher. And whenever I was in class seeing teachers standing in front during my secondary education, I never admired much because I was like overwhelmed. If somebody standing in front of many people watching you teaching, uh, it was not easy for me to do that because I've been somebody who has been so quiet and standing in the presence of people to share has been one of my challenges. And that is why I think I never thought of becoming a teacher. But the moment I finished, I graduated from my college. I was at African Bible College. That's where I did my degree, Bachelor of Arts degree in Biblical Studies. And then I immediately had to join the teaching profession because during my graduation, there was that offer to say, those who have qualified can go and report because the government would like to employ more teachers. So I was having, I, I did just a minor in the teaching courses, but I had to go, I said, what should I be doing? What can I be doing? I'd rather just go and join the teaching profession. So when I was sent to my first school, I had an opportunity that my mentor uh, was really patient with me because he would move into class together with me and watch me deliver the lesson. Would plan together. Uh, he watches me delivering 
after delivering the lesson, we'll sit down together to analyze, to criticize the lesson, and to make some improvements for the next lesson. So this now gave me courage to say, I think I have somebody who, who is really mentoring me in the right channel so that I can improve my teaching skills. So this was Mwanza Secondary School. That was the first school where I was sent to teach. And later on, I started seeing myself developing passion towards the profession more and more. And seeing that the students were also uh, looking at me as somebody who they would run to for help in the subjects that I was teaching. At the same time, as a lady at that particular school, most girls were friendly to me and would come and share with me maybe their challenges and ask me to assist them. So this made me to develop that passion towards the profession. And then I just accepted to so say, I think this is where I am supposed to belong. Then I continued teaching. And then the government sent me for the university certificate of education at Chancellor College so that I should beef up with my degree, which I had because it was just a general degree. And then I was qualified as a secondary school teacher. Since then, I've never thought of applying elsewhere, but I've thought of growing in my profession because I see that there's a lot that has to, I have to contribute towards this profession in the sense like of meeting the needs of the Malawian child who is also trying to progress from primary then to secondary, then they have to stand on their own. I feel that I am so much in love with the profession right now. So that's what I can share in terms of my motivation towards the teaching profession. So even here where I am now, I've gone through a number of secondary schools, both uh, national and also I've also had a chance of teaching in other district secondary schools. And now I'm teaching at a community day secondary school in the rural area. I feel I have learned a lot across all the schools categories because here in Malawi, these secondary school education is categorized uh, when it comes to placement of students. So the category of the school that I am teaching now is the like the lowest category. But with the experience that I've acquired after going through all those categories from national secondary schools up to where I am, I feel I have gained a lot of experience that I can share in the profession with the colleagues that I'm teaching with, at the same time benefiting the, benefit the Malawian child who has been entrusted in our care at this particular institution. Thank you. Okay, that's great. That's very inspiring, Agape. Can you describe how a typical day looks like for you at school? Uh, Sorry. Uh, normally, I do enjoy Mondays because when I set the day properly and we begin the week properly, then everything runs out smoothly for me. Normally, what happens on Mondays, at 7 a.m., we normally have morning caucus with the members of staff. And normally what is happening during this morning caucus, we are sharing from the previous week, the teacher on duty on that week normally compiles a report of each and every day, how the things have been 
handled, classes have been handled, students, how have they attended, and the teachers, they are also attendance in the classrooms. And all this is compiled by the teacher on duty. And then on Monday, the expectation is that the first thing, after greeting each other, we need to hear a report how the previous week was. And then other teachers will also comment if in case some of the issues have been left out that were noticed during that previous week, they are mentioned. And then we discuss the way forward where there is need for improvement. We encourage each other and provide the solutions to the challenges that were observed. What can we do so that this week there should not be a repetition of what we failed to do properly in the previous week. So after that, it means as we are doing the morning caucus, the prefects are outside supervising work because it's a community, the secondary school it is owned by the community. So we do not have like uh, additional labor supply to work around the school campus. So the students normally will clean their classrooms, they will clean the surroundings around the school. And then at 7.30, the classes now begin. It means students are in class, the teachers are going into their classrooms. So, in our situation, it's like we only have four classes. That is forms one up to four. And we normally switch. After a 35-minute period, then the bell goes, another teacher takes the students in another subject like that. Students will not move from one class to another as we had the situation at Upland High School. But here, it's the teachers that are moving from one class to they are following the students where they are. So uh, normally we have two breaks in between of 10 minutes each just for the students to go out and uh, take some water just to relax a bit. And then they are back again in class. So our classes normally will end at uh, 10 minutes to two in the afternoon. And then that's when most students will knock off and go home. In the situation where a teacher has arranged some remedial lessons with a class, then the students will go there home and then at half two or three o'clock, depending on the time that they have arranged with the teachers, they will come back on campus to attend to the remedial classes. Then after knocking off at four o'clock, they go home. Those who are staying within around the uh, campus, this, uh, within the school, the near near communities within the school, surrounding the school. Normally, they normally come in the evening from six o'clock to eight o'clock for evening studies. So a teacher is also there supervising the evening studies. Those who are coming from very far, we just encourage that parents should make sure that at least once the students have arrived in their homes, they should not sleep without touching a book. Because in the morning, they have also to wake up very early in the morning and start off coming to school. So my school is like, uh, takes students from around 38 villages. And most students who are coming from very far, they will cover a distance of about 10 to 12 kilometers a day to make it to school. So you can see that normally these students, they had little time for them to study. So that's how normally my day runs. So 
it's like after knocking off at two, that's when I concentrate on my administration work. Uh, because as I've said, I am the head teacher at this institution, but at the same time, because of few teachers, I still go in class and teach. I have some uh, periods and subjects allocated to me. So normally administration work is done in between. When I have a free class, a free period where I am not supposed to be in class, that's when I do my administration work. At the same time, after knocking off, I make sure that I have to do some administration work so that tomorrow when I am starting off another day, I should not have work left behind. So in brief, that's what I can share about my day, uh, how I spend them. Okay. Uh, um, which topics in the curriculum you enjoy teaching the most when you are going? To, I know you are a head teacher, but when you are going to the classes, which topics do you enjoy teaching the most? Uh, I am a social studies teacher. And the, with the change, those changes that are taking place right now, I find joy in teaching topics that have to do with human rights issues. Uh, as I've said, the location of my school, some people, most people do not know some, most of these human rights issues. So I take an advantage to sensitize their children who come to school. And my approach is to make the lesson really relevant and practical to their everyday life. So that at least when they go back home, when they are discussing issues with their parents, some of the information that I've shared with them will also be mentioned in the stories that they are discussing with their parents. So this is something that I learned with Catherine Kinsey at Upland High School, where I saw making the lesson really practical. So because of maybe absence of other resources, like uh, technological resources that we can use for showing them maybe video clips and whatever, but I still feel that I should use their everyday experiences and incorporate them in the lessons that I plan and I deliver to them so that at the same time, they go back with the information to their homes. So I've seen some students, some changes in some students when I'm discussing with them issues. I remember sometimes I used to, when I'm teaching, I would, would listen to, I like to listen to the news. So when there's an issue that is in line with a topic that I'm going to discuss in class, I would quote that issue that I heard from the news bulletin. And the other day, one of the students said, when I asked a question, he quoted uh, what he heard from the news bulletin. And I was so surprised to say, did you listen to the news yesterday? He said, yes, I listened to the news yesterday. And this is exactly what you are teaching us is exactly what the news was all about. So I felt that I think I'm really making an impact in these learners. So I do encourage them to listen to the news because social studies uh, has more to do with the, their everyday life and uh, how things are moving in the world. They have to know, not just here, but they have to at least to get to be updated on current affairs, which is much more dealt with in this particular subject. So that's what I can share. 
uh, okay uh, how is gender equality being addressed in your education system like uh, i should give an example of my school it's a core education school during selection from primary school when students have graduated at grade 8 they are going now to grade 9 which is form 1 in our case uh like my school gets 50 students of which boys we have 25 and girls 25 so i see there that the, that's how one one area that's the area that the government is trying to balance up on issues of gender by sending us uh 25 25 uh, in total 50 boys and girls and at the same time Opportunities in terms of facing the challenges that the first girls are facing, like in my area, uh, we have challenges whereby most girls are prone to early marriages. Maybe they will lack uh, uh, school development funds to pay at an institution because here we they don't pay school fees. But in a situation where the school has got school projects. The community suggested to say we'll be contributing a certain amount towards what we call school development funds. So in a situation where there are students who are in need or lacking, they are not going to drop out of school. We have some organizations that will come in and assist these learners, both boys and girls, that they do not choose. Of course, some education organizations we will go for girls only, but the majority, including the government itself, when it is offering basale uh, provision, they do target both boys and girls who are needy. So this is also another way I see the government uh, promoting this issue of gender equality because it does not select to say we we'll only assist boys or only assist girls, no. So I can share these few two examples that are currently practical at my institution. Do you use technology in the classroom? Right now we are coming up, <laughs> but the time I went for, I was attending the Fulbright. Uh, it's like, it wasn't all that. Uh, it was depending on, as I've said, a student, a teachers in making an initiative to say, I listen to the news so that I do uh, merge what is happening in current affairs and the lessons that I'm taking to class. But since I came from Fulbright, I shared what I learned there because one of the courses that I was doing was on in the side of technology, use of technology in class. And we, I witnessed how technology is used, different types of technologies. And the one thing that I felt that maybe we can quickly jump into it was the use of cell phones. However, in our country, there is a policy that does not allow the use of cell phones by students in a classroom. But I said, I think the issue is to teach them how best they can use this technology for the benefit of education. So some students, they do have smartphones. They leave them at home. But what do they use these smartphones for? They normally use them for uh, sending greetings, messages to their friends. But I said, no, let's divert 
rather than you putting on a data bundle to greet your friends, why can't we do some research in certain topics using the same gadget that you have? So like in my class, from three class, when I asked them how many do have this, I discovered that out of the 25 learners, only three had. And then I said, I will volunteer to buy a bundle for each of those. And I had to put them in the group and give them an assignment so that they should meet at their own time, that is after classes, and research information from those gadgets. So they were, it was a group of three. And when I was also returning from my uh, Fulbright attending, Fulbright, I also bought a tablet for the school. So it was like it added up to four. And these are the ones that I normally, when I have an assignment that has to do with uh, use of technology, we take advantage of this. But uh, let me share also this that recently, uh, my school has also benefited from four desktop computers from Plan Malawi and an NGO, Plan Malawi, that has donated these four computers. And they are also saying they are going to fix the Wi-Fi. So with this, I feel that some other technologies that we have been failing to use, to use, definitely, we will introduce them and the students will benefit from this. So it's like an expansion from the, the depending on the gadgets the students have and the one that I provided for the school. I've also seen my fellow teachers using their own gadgets in addition to what we have at the school for students to use in their classrooms, depending on the activity that has been assigned to them. If there need, if need be that they require to use such. So that's what I can say that we are coming up. We are not <laughs> all that into it, but I feel with time and with this donation that we have just had, I think it will increase the use of technology and also the students now will be exposed to such. Thank you. Your dedication to students and colleagues is so inspiring. Hopefully, many more girls will be inspired by you and become leaders themselves. Agape Muziopole, thank you so much for joining me.